0: Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons & Dragons. I am, as always, your host, Kenny. Uh, oh, also Dungeon Master. Um, we have our f- almost our entire party with us tonight. The sole exception is we are missing our rogue still. Uh, so, we have our Artificer. Hey, y'all. Dylan, Boomer. We have our uh, late plug-in for... The company that we support full-heartedly on this D- D&D podcast, Critical Wick, for all of your Dungeons and & Dragons and dice-based needs. Uh, check them out, CriticalWick.com. Just Google search it. You'll find it. It might even be the first thing you get. Anyway, back to the roster. We have our bard. It's me, Austin, playing L. Our fighter.
1: Hey, it's me, Jeff, playing Garen. Our warlock. Hey, it's
2: Jesse, playing... Malandis, and I'm currently burning Rogue by Critical Wick.
0: Oh, my God.
2: It smells so good. It's an earthy moss with hints of jasmine and lang-lang. They're intertwined with rich green citrus to mimic the scent of sneaking down a dim light Oh, my God.
0: Please tell me you're reading that directly from the website.
2: Right off of it. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Uh,
0: And joining us for the first time, and hopefully not the last, we have our cleric. Hi uh, Scott playing cleric. What's your cleric's name buddy? Uh, Slate. And what would if, if we were walk if you walked into a tavern and all of us were sitting around in that said tavern, what would we look at if we looked at the newcomer?
3: Uh, so if you're looking at me, I'm about five feet tall, large white beard, crystal blue eyes, uh, slightly tan because of backstory reasons. And I'm dressed in full plate armor. All
0: right, uh, and Kinda so I got a
3: gruff look about me.
0: You you sound not human. Are you a dwarf or something like that?
3: I am sorry. I am a dwarf, rust dwarf specifically.
0: Right on. Um, so that's new. I hope you guys like our new addition to the party. Um, he has expressed interest to me and the rest of the party. He's a he's a good friend of many of the people here. Um, I dare say everyone here. And uh, has expressed interest in getting in the party for a little while now. Sorry about that. Bit of an emergency. Um, Future Kenny, fix it. Or don't. And leave the joke in for the listeners to go, Wow, I wonder what happened. It's nowhere near as impressive as you're thinking. Stop thinking about it. Anyway. um, I believe we were just talking about... Yes. We were talking about what the cleric looks like. And that he was a rust dwarf. uh, And that his name is Slate. Yes. Great. Alright, so... Returning to our uh, party, let's go ahead and place the bard who was absent last week at the Tinkerer's house. Um, just set the stage for you, um, Elle, while you've been out. Um, you guys arrived at Port uh, Meldron and Boomer her asked around if there was a Tinkerer, um, or, or I think the tinker rendezvoused with you guys and brought you back to his homestead where you've been work where he's been working on his uh thunder cannon and Roderick the pitless uh has just returned with a what looks to be a relatively fresh cadaver and also about a hundred pounds or more of metal plating um and has gone to the tinkerer's basement where boomer has tried to follow um the warlock and the fighter have mentioned that they were going to go shopping and that they would be back later. They have not returned yet. And let's just go ahead and place you in the Tinkerer's home. Okay. How would you like to interact with that?
4: I'm not sure who this Tinkerer is. Why Why are we here at the Tinkerer? Other oh. than the, the gnome wanted to come here.
0: The gnome wanted to go there. That's it? To get his yeah. gun, to repair need, his gun.
5: Yeah, I needed the workshop to uh, fix my gun. Oh, oh right, because the
4: gun is still falling apart because of the terribleness, the horrible thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Yep. Um. Also, give me a rundown on. So we're here. We're just here to get a boat, right? Like we're just trying to go south.
0: Yeah. As it stands, you got you guys are the, un, under the understanding that. Um, uh. Badura Zor has already uh, signed you all up to and paid for your, fer- your ferry across the ocean between Yelzar Majora and Batwins Yarda, and that the crew is expecting okay. you all, um, I want to say not tomorrow, but the day after, and it's the evening, so a day and a half from now, you're expected at the pier.
4: Okay, yes. cool. Um... Uh, well, L is probably trying to feign disinterest in the events around him, but I imagine that a skilled tinker shop is probably really interesting. So he's like distractedly trying to look totally cool, but also really engaged in the things that are hanging on the right. wall and is like sort of really wanting to ask questions. Um, How do other you. Than that, I don't really have any actions. All right. do you not interact with.
0: Uh, what was it? Um, twelve, eighteen, and Roderick the Pitless, who arrived and dragged a corpse downstairs.
4: Uh, is the whole party going downstairs after them, or was it just the gnome?
0: The only people at the house are you and the gnome.
4: Oh, well then, yeah, let's uh help our good friend and go down after the corpse robbers. Okay. I Damn it. Boomer? Well, yeah. Good friend. It's yeah, good. Nice. Boomer means good friend in English. Yeah, you're right. That's not true. <laughs> it's slang.
0: It's at yeah. best slang. Uh okay. So I believe I stopped you um from entering the basement initially. Is that right, Boomer? And then like after a moment you were allowed to come in? Yep. Alright, so at this point, um, I want to say it was 18 who had stopped you initially. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of blinks his cyclopean eye and then lets you enter. Uh, steps aside, you and L are able to walk down the relatively sturdy stairs that lead into the basement of a tinkerer's house. Uh, house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there on a repurposed table um, turned into surgery uh, bed is a flayed open corpse and Roderick the Pitless with no gloves is uh, ankle, uh, elbow deep um, with one arm and uh, steadying his his body with the other hand on the side of the table as he's digging around in this cadaver for who knows what.
5: Uh, elbow. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm gonna move away, like from Else so I don't get vomit on me. Okay. I don't want to be showered with vomit. Uh, but I'm trusting this guy, like knowing that he knows what he's doing. Right. I- I'm just gonna, like, kind like, not so much circling around him predator-wise, but I want to be able to see what he's doing. Okay. So
0: as you sort of manipulate your way around, wheeling around, even, uh, the that that sound of of vomit splattering on stone basement floor uh, perks Roderick's interest as he turns around still uh, elbow deep into this cadaver and he goes ooh 18 gather that uh, to which 18 sort of like rolls his one eye and then walks over uh, and scrapes L's vomit off the ground and cupped in his rope is a uh, metal plated hands
4: somewhat disgustedly and brings um, it over to Roderick for, for, for just a piece of um, you know uh, spice on this scene Yeah. Uh, for the listeners who, who don't know this Because we did it off camera uh, L recently just went on a shopping trip And right. acquired a robe of eyes Which is a garment that he can actually See through and in the description Of that he literally can't Close his eyes anymore he has 360 degree vision and is unable To turn that off so he's watching all of this Even though he's throwing up the corner It's uh, probably really traumatic
0: Somewhat Uh, between your retching um, Roger goes sort of like breaking his sentence Sir, is your is your is it magical? Is what? Is this bile magical? Sorry, you skipped just a little bit what did he say? Is your bile magical?
4: No, I... Why? What if, no. I had
5: I don't know, probably curried
4: lamb for lunch.
0: 18 you can drop it. We don't need it. And which 18 just sort of like like fan, flicks it off of his hands. Uh it's at this point um Boomer you've sort of like gotten onto a stool or whatever and found a position where you can kind of watch this operation. And uh, what you can clearly see is occurring is um, Roderick the Pitless is quite meticulously removing the vast majority of the internal organs from this cadaver, Mm. um, leaving intact the digestive tract and the heart. Uh, Nearly everything else is being removed. Uh, Make an arcana check as you see some magic begin to flare. Oh, yeah. Twenty four. Twenty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you notice that outside of those interesting guttural choices to keep, he is casting a very interesting flare of cure wounds, where uh, with one gesture he snips a vein open and then almost binds it back together rerouting the blood vessels in this in this corpse um, so that they don't end at you know inert and no longer present organs but are all in fact rerouted directly to the heart almost streamlining the cardiovascular system after a fashion cool uh, this goes on for a little bit of time, so let's shift gears. Um, yep. Back to the Warlock, Valandess, and the fighter, Geharan, who are, I believe, just leaving the blacksmith shop at this point?
1: Yes.
2: Uh, we were we were at a bar, and we were having a drink. That's right. Oh, yeah. We were at the Turtle Back Inn. Gotcha. For the
0: win. So, going over to Slate. Um, you have a contract, or not a, not a contract necessarily, but a uh, scroll with a series of descriptions for um, the people you're supposed to rendezvous with, and you realize that tall and broad shouldered Dragonborn and winnowy um, arcanely twisted uh, drow have just sat at the bar that you're in. Uh, Would you approach them or anything of that nature?
3: Yeah, so um, if it's alright with you, I'm actually going to raise my voice in the bar sure and say you you two
2: pointing to the two at the bar
0: alright I imagine this would get your guys attention
2: slap Geheran on the arm turn around this guy talking Uh, to us
3: you two must be the two I'm looking for
2: my name's Slate I'm from the
3: adventurers guild and I was sent to help you guys out
2: help us out look at uh, Geheran Garen How did El find out.
1: out so fast? Uh, Garen would take a sip of his ale and look at Val and say, it's never any Lady Dragonborn saying this.
2: You think El found out already?
1: Okay. Or... <laughs> I don't think he did already. No, he's tricky.
3: You two. You two talking.
1: What are your names? Uh, uh Garen would point to himself and say, um, my name is Valandess. And, um, I am Boomer.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you fuckers.
2: Alright, well, it's good to meet you two. <laughs> Pleasure's all ours. And your name? Sir? I said it. It's Slate. 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 Got it. Um, great. So the Adventurers
3: Guild sent you. Yeah, but they didn't tell me exactly what you guys are up to.
2: Oh. Did they give you a sending stone that a uh, kind of hapless, annoying old man talks to you on? No, they didn't. Yeah. Okay. Do uh, right. you have a point of contact with us? I mean, this is the first we're hearing of you. Yeah, that's usually how the Adventurers Guild works. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know much about that. But we do have a friend who knows a lot about that. I believe he's in the Avengers Guild. He might be able to help us out.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Garen would shrug and look at Boomer and uh, say, why not? All right. Why would, uh, why would anybody have a reason to let us? But we got to make a pit stop on the way home, he'd say. Is it dawn already? Or is this that night?
0: It's the same evening. I mean, you guys have been in the bar for maybe 10 minutes before this happened, if that.
1: Oh, well, geez, pull up a stool, we're having more drinks.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, um, Slate will pull up a stool, sit next to him, and uh, say any good adventure should start with a drink anyways.
1: Yeah, ours has just been one long series of them, the drinks I mean. Lots
2: and lots and lots of drinks. Not enough adventure. No. No, that's a lie. A lot of adventure. But the drinks to go with it, I'll put it that way.
0: So, you guys have a round or two. Do you purchase uh, regular ale, wine, McGurk's Lurks is on tap?
1: Just regular ale for me. Yeah, Garrett's just going to drink regular ale.
0: Okay. A a, a, a silver apiece, then.
2: Cool. Mm. I'm going to look at at, um, Slate. So, Adventurer's Guild. They just randomly sent you off to find us?
3: They didn't randomly send me off to find you. I was given an assignment, basic descriptions of you guys, and told where you would most likely be at the current time. And so I found you.
2: Hmm. So, look at Aaron? How, how, would, how would the Adventurer's Guild know what we look like? So far as I know, was the
1: only one in the Adventurer's Guild. It's not entirely implausible that they're working with the same organization we are.
0: It was pretty explicitly said at the start of the adventure that the Adventurers Guild is very much linked up with the Coalition.
2: Yeah, I forgot that
0: completely. <laughs> well, we haven't really played with the Adventurers Guild very much this set, uh, campaign. All right.
2: So, so, you've been with the Adventurers Guild, so you're with the Coalition Yeah. to, to right. protect the Crystals. Yeah, so were you in another group when uh, we all got separated? Look,
3: I don't like encouraging stereotypes, but yes, I was part of a Rustorf mercenary coalition, and that entails everything you can assume about it.
2: Oh, I wonder if they just threw us all together because we're all different races. I don't,
3: I don't think I'm, they have that much time to care about it.
2: Yeah, That's a fact. Anyway, good to have you. What's your profession
3: so i'm a cleric uh long story short i've seen a lot of death in my time and any death that i can stop i try to
2: <laughs> any specific gods
3: uh yeah i've um pray to carrara she's a goddess of the desert dwellers as you can imagine she protects the people of the desert as long as we worship her enough
1: Deal. I can appreciate that. It's
3: what about like you? That? What are your professions? Mm.
0: I, uh. How you gonna ask him for his fucking LinkedIn profile? Then he asked the first question. he's like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs>
1: that's I'm, a hard question for me to answer. <laughs> that's alright. Karen would answer right away and just say, uh, former mercenary turned current mercenary, I suppose. And he kind of laugh at that, like for some reason it's really funny to him.
3: Huh? I'm not gonna lie. With a name like Boomer, I figured you were into explosives. Oh no, that's me. Oh, that's you? Oh, I apologize. So you must be into explosives then?
2: Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, only tables. Um, I used to be a consultant for
3: some old noble houses. What kind of consultant?
2: <laughs> that's, that's a good question. Um, because, uh, so consultant of sorts, um, basically dealing in secrets, um, more dark, dark backroom things, um, nothing untoward, just information really. So not hookers? Sometimes hookers,
3: but not me. And drugs? Most likely. Often. But you you dabble in explosives.
2: Primarily. So how'd you get the name Boomer? See, it's a funny story. Uh, Basically, uh, I was on on a mission um, spying on a noble house on behalf of another noble house. Um, Some things got knocked over. Some people shouted some things. Uh, One thing led to another in the house. And the house blew up.
3: Well, I guess you had to be there, because uh, I'll be straight with you. doesn't sound very funny to me.
1: It was hilarious.
3: Right.
2: i got a so. little
1: bit of a chuckle out of it, Karen says helpfully. Thank you.
3: Well, moving on to business, gentlemen. What exactly are y'all doing here?
2: Well, currently we're um, waiting to hop a ship on our way to... Uh, Between Twinciarda to get to one of the um, one of the other crystals Uh, we've made our stops at two of them Uh, the one in the south the fire crystal uh, round round about where you're from and then up near here is the uh, the air air crystal Uh, took care of that just a few days ago now we're on our way to Between Twinciarda I believe that's where we're going to find the Earth crystal. So, we're performing these rituals on the crystals, and um, we think we're protected. Seems like it, anyway. Sure hope we are. hmm
3: I take it when we go to fix these crystals or protect them, we all get injured at some point. Very much so. Well, then it's a good thing I'm here. Pleasure to work with you, gentlemen. And then I'm just going to sip my beer... Quietly. I'm
2: going to look over at, uh, at Garen. Well, uh, it would be nice having someone to take care of the boo-boos.
1: Um, he'd kind of laugh and say, and someone else who seems to know his way around a weapon as well. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, couldn't hurt to have another one on the front line. Just don't go in first.
3: Why shouldn't I go in first?
2: We had an issue earlier. It's it, it's That's another funny story, but
1: I'll like a hair and tell that one. It's fine. We all came out of it alive.
3: Right.
0: But now I'm pensively sipping my beer. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, while this indulgent conversation continues, let's switch gears. Um going back to the operation room um L after about 10 minutes of what you've been going through uh, have you stabilized your stomach yet Guess not um boom boomer So you've been watching this surgery pretty intently um can you give me a medicine check an Arcana check and then a uh, Constitution check.
5: Okay. First things first, medicine. Ugh. Oh, it's not bad. Uh, Sixteen on the medicine. Okay.
0: Then, then make the second check at advantage. Oh, cool.
5: Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Twenty-three.
0: All right, now make... It's actually a wisdom save at disadvantage.
1: Oh, no. Those are two very different things.
0: Well, that's a crit fail. All right, and before I get to that, what was your question, L?
4: I didn't realize that I was... Um, you know... Muted, so I actually did answer your question. I, I passed a con save and I am recovered.
0: Okay. Uh would you like to approach and watch this at all or immediately leave or anything in between that?
4: Uh um let's let's um go back upstairs. She doesn't need to watch this. Cool. Um He's what? fine to diddle his thumbs in the, and twiddle his thumbs in the, in the tinkerer's gotcha. workshop.
0: By the time you leave, you look over your shoulder one last time and see that uh, during this, or, this uh, process that Twelve is standing behind Roderick with a, with a leather sack, and as Roderick sort of carelessly throws bits and pieces out of this cadaver over his shoulder, uh, Twelve is sort of like holding the sack up and catching the viscera. Uh, anyway back to the skill checks Um, so the medicine you understand not only has he done what you've been seeing up to this point but uh, it seems like he's making alterations where he is taking the plates of metal from 18's arms and hands or sorry as 18 hands them to him and he is uh, casting uh, flesh meld and melding the metal inside of the skin um and uh then when he gets to the head and you realize that he simply just removes the brain just removes it and instead places some sort of wooden box with a lock even though the box does not seem to open okay Um, And then uh, he leans into the the open skull and, like, whispers to the box. And you hear what he whispers, and he says, Sir, this is where you may call your home again. Please, I hope you enjoy what I've done to your body. It will be better than you once knew it. Uh, Realizing that he is quite actually reinstilling the soul back into a corpse and bringing it back to a odd state of between life and unlife uh, you lose your ability to handle this and go a little uh, uh, what's it you lose your grip on reality a touch um, and feel the need to vomit but don't Uh, but this does sort of it's like if you heard the story of Frankenstein's monster for the first time just like the gods are fake, nothing's real, death is a lie, like, buy gold, like, all of those things. Uh, I got you. Sort of a, a, a mild reality-shattering moment um, cool. to see this happening. All right. Well, it's
5: a real perspective change. I mean, I don't think we were believed in the gods to begin with. That's
0: a harder sell in a word where the the gods literally do show up every now and then. Every now and then. But he's never seen one.
5: He's been in a hole. Well, you might be right. Uh, So So he basically just calls this guy back from the dead and is like, Hey, I made some stuff. I did a little remodeling. Hope you enjoy it. Right. And so
0: this continues. Um, What languages do do you speak? Uh, Gnomish, Dwarvish, and Abyssal. Oh, then this will work out for you, because he switches to Abyssal at some point. And it sounds like he's giving... He You can see him hold a soul in his hand and, and sort of hold it next to the box, sort of like gesturing, if you go in there, you're accepting this contract. And that's that until his inevitable and potential secondary death, he serves Roderick at every will and whim, and should he survive an amount of time and be released, he will be able to walk the earth in his new form or release his soul back to the other realms, whatever he desires. Okay. But it is his choice to do so. So this isn't forced on anyone? No. It is completely consensual indentured servitude post-mortem. Uh okay, cool. And you can see the soul, I mean, there's no like cute Hyo Miyazaki like face in it or anything, but oh, you can God. see the soul seem to understand this concept and willingly wisp itself through the lock in that goes into a chest where there is no opening. Um and at this point the corpse like jolts and slowly turns its, you know, half gone head towards Roderick to which Roger claps his hands together and splats of, like, blood droplets go everywhere. And he goes, Ah, you're awake! Stay there, I'm not done yet. And he looks up at Boomer and smirks a little and goes, Satisfied?
5: Uh, yeah. Most definitely satisfied. And do you need help?
0: Oh no, this is, my f- this is one of my favorite parts. Uh, you may stay and sit a while if you desire, but... I may at some point ask you to leave and give me space for work.
5: Oh, yeah, I'm not going anywhere until you kick me out, boss.
0: Will do. Um, So he goes back to what he was doing, uh, taking plates of metal and lining the interior of literally this bag of flesh, um, and then getting to the exterior of uh, the limbs and molding the bands of metal around his... Uh, appendages almost look, making him look kind of like Colossus from the X-Men. After he finishes this work this takes an hour or so Um, Mm -hmm. but after he finishes all that but before he closes the corpse and goes I want to keep some parts of him secret so if you would kindly leave.
5: Uh, Yeah, he'll get up and uh, give a little nod and thank him for Letting him watch as long as he did, and he'll make his way back upstairs to continue working on his, uh, Thunder Cannon. Very good. See you soon, friend. See you, old boy.
0: And he tries to extend his hand out to you to shake your hand, but his arm is covered in viscera. I'll still shake it. Alright. It's squishy. Cool. Alright, so... I can clean my hand later. Sure. Uh, anyway, so cut back to the rest of the party, um, who have about an hour of time to play with at this point before you come back upstairs. Uh, back to the bar, uh, Slate, Valandes, and Geherin.
2: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just drinking, um, having a few, not trying to get wasted, um, because we have important things to do in the next few days. But uh, definitely, definitely having a few. Um, not really. Pressuring Slate and Denny more than he's already asked—that I've
3: already asked. All right. So do uh, you? Go ahead. Oh, so we're allowed to role play here? Yeah, of course. All right, cool. Um, so after finishing off a beer or two, Slate turns to Boomer and says, "Where's the rest of your
2: party?" Well, um, our little gnome artificer. Um, He wanted to meet up with uh, one of the tinkers in town. So they're they're there, um, along with our bard. Do we have plans to meet with them later? Absolutely. As soon as we're done here. Whenever we're done here. Gestures with his hands. like It doesn't really matter.
3: All right, well, the sooner the better, in my opinion. I need to meet the rest of the party. So when you guys are done with your drinks,
2: could we head out? Does so bother
1: me? Yeah, why not, Garen says, being fairly easygoing about everything.
2: Alright, so they'll finish their drinks and uh, make their way back to the Tinkers.
0: Okay. So, you guys leave the bar uh, and maybe get less than a block of, of commercial away before out of an alley slinks a rather shadowy figure uh, and sidles up alongside of the party uh, Non-aggressively, if anything, snidely, and sort of opens part of his folds in his clothes and reveals a rack of potions. And you see a, a get a glimpse of this person's face. Uh, he has kind of an Insmith's look, um, sort of fishy almost. Uh, a nature a nature check would give you more, but um, he sort of says, "You all look like you're hitting the waves soon. Potions to breathe underwater, swim faster, jump higher."
3: So uh, I'm going to approach the person and directly ask them, do you have any medicinal potions?
0: Oh, a healer looking for additional spells. Yes, of course. Naturally. How powerful. Uh,
3: Just basic potions. Nothing too fancy.
0: Oh, Oh. yes. Uh, I only carry this much at a time. If you follow me back to my hold, I can show you my rest of my wares.
2: Nope. I step up. Yeah, Um, no. We might buy something off of you here. Uh, We're not going anywhere with you.
3: I'm allowed to do an inside check, right? Sure. Uh, So I'd like to do an inside check, seeing if he has any malicious intent by taking us back to his lair.
0: Sure. All right, rolling. Uh, Fifteen. Uh you don't get any malicious intent towards harming your person, but it seems pretty clear that he might charge you more than the potions are worth if he has them.
5: Hmm.
3: Boomer, you don't think this is a good idea?
2: No, no. Anybody slinking out of alleys trying to sell me anything. I'm not going back to wherever they happen to live.
3: Well, fair enough. Since I'm the green one in the party, I won't push my luck with this guy. Sorry, sir, I'm not interested in your wares.
0: What about you, tall one?
1: Potion seller, show me your strongest potions.
0: Potions to make you strongest? Or just strongest potion I have?
1: What's the strongest one you got?
0: Ah, yes, and he sort of pulls it off of his own hip uh, b- uh, belt. And it's an inky, thick, almost looks like, uh, like writing ink, uh, although slightly closer to like a gray than a black and he swirls it around and it sort of plumes a gentle bit of smoke in the neck of the bottle and he goes, this my friend will make you sink like a rock but you will not require air to live
1: hmm that's one of my nightmares Garen says looking at the potion um, how much for something like this? Oh, a
0: mere trifling. 70 gold at most for someone such as yourself.
1: Uh, I wish I could, friend, but I'm afraid I don't have that much gold on my person right now.
2: Oh,
0: my
1: ears anyway, deceive I that me. that much.
0: My ears deceive me, for I swear I hear many more than 70 gold coins rustling between you all.
1: Hmm. No. Those are marbles. I collect marbles. Do they have marbles? Sure. Yeah. I have
4: proficiency in marbles.
1: Do you really? <laughs>
0: no. You can take proficiencies in some pretty, like, GURPS-level stupid shit. So, like, if you were like, yeah, I'm proficient in fucking marbles, I'd be like,
1: all right, GURPS like... level <laughs> At least one point in the adventure when you're going to need to pick up sticks and marbles are going to come in handy. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be glad that I you had it, it then. Eject. I wish I'd jacks when I had the chance.
0: <laughs> See in children's games. Uh, so, proficiency in card games is.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, it's, it's gone really far in losing me a lot of gold, thank you. Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm afraid, uh, as wonderful as your ears here, that's uh, not gold coins. It's just uh, a little hobby toy of mine keep me entertained on the trail.
5: Hmm.
0: Very well.
1: If you find yourselves in need, the store I
0: work for is not far from here. Look for the Silvered Finn.
1: Silvered Finn. Got it. We'll look it up though. He he
0: turns back into the shadows and almost immediately leaves your line of sight. Strange.
3: Yeah, strange. I guess we should keep walking though before another one shows up. Yeah. Off
0: we go. All right. It's not a long walk back to the uh, Tinkerer. Um, you guys didn't go very far from the blacksmith to get to the bar to begin with, and the bar, the blacksmith was just down the road. So in uh, not much time, you find yourselves back at the Tinkerer's shop. Uh, considering that this is a new site for Slate, I'll allow you to paint you the picture. You come into a somewhat clearing in the sort of row houses that line the, ma- the majority of this town, and find a, uh, what's the nice way of saying this? Eccentric looking home. Um, almost borderline classic wizard house with like a telescope sticking out and the, you know, sh- shingles a little uneven. Like overall, it looks like exactly if you close your eyes and go, what would a coastal tinkerer shop look like? You nailed it. Um, and out front of it, it is a large cart that is being pulled by what can only, or I suppose, is being led by, although stationary, what can be only described is the spider from Wild Wild West, except only the size of a large dog, rather than the size of a large building.
5: Huh. Uh,
0: this card is particularly noteworthy due to the fact that, uh, in addition to a pretty impressive... Uh, rail system that instead of wheels um, it also has large uh, what what is it like teal like sky blue uh, chetnis plates along the side and roof make it look almost reinforced and owned by monster hunters or something like that altogether it's quite the sight
3: so uh, we're in front of this place right
0: yes and that cart is in front of it
3: Right, so I'm going to look at the car and I'm going to look at the place and be like, well, there's something you don't see every day. Yep. That's
2: our uh, little mobile home suite home.
3: You're kidding, right?
1: Not even a little bit. Wait till you meet the guy who made it. I take it that's darning. a little no. It was a rather interesting kill, I can tell you that. That's that be right back.
0: As we were. So do you guys enter the Tinkerer's shop, or do you just hang out in the alleyway?
3: Yeah, um, I, I'm going to head through the front door, okay. saying that I need to
0: meet the rest of the party. Naturally. So you open the door, and inside is a very modest homestead, although completely disheveled, at least by your standards of cleanliness. Uh, it's a very homely in uh, series of rooms that are all very open, and no doors between it. Uh, kind of looks like... Um, like a shotgun house. like you, Have you ever heard that term before? Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar to that. Very narrow but uh, deep. And from the back of the house you can see a middle-aged human I believe I said the Tinkerer was human uh, sipping a cup of tea while resting in what is can only be described as a easy chair with his feet up uh, reading occasionally pages from a tome he has resting in his lap with one hand. And, uh, he looks up to see you and goes, oh, excuse me. Um, uh, and as he sort of begins to step, uh, close his book, set his tea down, and rise to meet you, you recognize that there is another individual in this room. Uh, El, would you describe what you currently look like?
2: Um,
4: El is a half-health with, uh, much gilded clothing. He, um, smells very strongly of perfume even though he's been on the trail for, actually probably even stronger now that he's been on the trail for many days uh he is dressed in outrageous frippery for the nature of the town that he's in this is a harbor and he's in the latest fashion from delver day uh keen eyes would probably notice that that's a magical effect um and he barely notices you. Like, he notices you, but, like, he can't be fucked to, like, look at you.
0: He still looks visibly ill, I imagine.
4: <laughs> oh, he, well, it's been an hour.
0: Well, no, it hasn't. This has probably only been maybe five, ten minutes since you left the basement.
4: Oh, then, yeah, he looks probably pretty visibly ill. Got His it. finery is somewhat offset by him siphoning, magically siphoning vomit off of his clothes. Got it.
3: So, um i'm gonna approach the tinkerer bow slightly and say i apologize for the intrusion my name's slate and i'm specifically looking for a half elf in a tinkerer shop and a gnome Uh, i found the half elf
0: the tinkerer finishing to dust himself off sort of interrupts you and reaches forward to grasp your hand and greet you because sir truly it is an honor for you to be in my stead uh if I may be so bold, are you from the desert? Your armor sort of gives it away. I've never actually seen the craftsmanship of your people in person. I'm a bit in awe.
3: Yes, I'm from the desert.
0: Uh, And of course, that man standing over there is the half-elf in question, and the gnome is in the basement. He should be up any time, though. Ah, okay. Um,
3: Well, I appreciate it, and I appreciate the compliment about my people's work. And then uh, I'm going to bow slightly again and approach the Half-Elf. Okay. And so as I walk to the Half-Elf, I'm going to extend my hand and say, Hey, my name's Slate, and I was sent by
4: the Adventurers Guild to work with you. L looks around you at the t- two members of his party, and he sort of gives them a quizzical look like, What?
2: Garen shrugs. Yeah, we met him in the bar. He said he was looking for us, so... Ta-da!
5: Uh, well, uh,
4: he takes your hand and... Um, gives you a uh, once-over and says, mm, I guess you'll do. Can I have your name? L. Well, my friends call me L. I, everyone calls... You can call me L. All right, that's Uh, what I'll do then. And you were Slate. How rustic. Uh, Very nice to meet you. It's also
3: nice to meet you. Have you found, or do you guys know where the gnome is? I heard he was in the basement.
4: Don't disturb him. He's busy. Busy with what? Busy with matters most unsound. You sound like Boomer.
3: Not telling me any. Not telling me the whole story. You haven't.
4: I'm sorry. You are familiar sorry with sorry our
2: gnome. Like cut out. I'll gesture like no, 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 no. <laughs> you want a bluff check.
0: Sure.
4: All right. I'm. Am I rolling a bluff check? No, he's <laughs> rolling a bluff check to transmit me hidden information. But I roll the four in my sense motive, so I don't know. Is that how that works or does he roll the, does he roll the check? Uh, no. <laughs> or,
2: well, what would Bluff be in this? Deception? Yes. Because that's a 22. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's deception. That's a 22.
0: So you very eloquently really give him the message. He does not pick up on the message. <laughs>
4: yeah. All right. And so Bill's senses are not with him right now. And so at that
3: point, I turn around and point to uh, the draw and be like, this is Boomer.
4: Uh
2: it's uh, not. Alright, we had our fun.
4: Loomer <laughs> is the name of our gnome, my friend. You are. <laughs> I'll
2: look over I, at Garren. and I'm like, you started this. Or, you know that, right? Yeah, They're I'm sorry, this. we didn't know who you were. Alright, we'll drop the act. My name's actually Valendis. This is Geharan. We just, uh... Well, first off, we didn't know you. And second off, we were having a little fun. So, our deepest apologies. Puts his hands on his chest and bows a little bit.
3: Alright, so I'm going to furrow my brow a little bit and kind of tense my eyes and look them both dead square. I like fun just as much as the next dwarf, But if we're going to trust each other on this adventure, this is the only tomfoolery I'm going to put up with.
1: Got it? Uh, Garen would chuckle just once and uh, just say, alright, fair enough. I apologize. (laughs) We'll stop, I'm gonna uh, turn my okay. Down. Um,
3: yeah. All right, I'll hold you both to that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll hold you two. I'll hold you both to that. Uh huh. Yep. So, if I'm not allowed to go see the gnome downstairs, can someone go get him?
4: I'll. Alan, mm, you found best, do it. You're most. Comfortable with that nature of... There's an operation going on down there. Richard is up to some horrible, unspeakable, unholy act. So there are hookers down there. <laughs> Hung up on the hookers, huh? That's not my personal definition of what a hooker does. they say saying hooked? No, fuck. <laughs>
1: Could be what they do after they hook. All right, well,
3: if you're not going to tell me what's actually going on down there, I'm going to have to make the assumption.
1: It's not a terrible right. assumption, to be honest. My intention will be fully on
2: L. Like, what actually? What's happening? What's going on down there?
1: You
4: can go find out for yourself. I'm not going to enlighten you.
2: All right, fine. Bell, Bell will make his way around and uh, go down the stairs. Or open uh, the door, at least.
0: You open the cellar door and immediately uh you hear roger go 18 uh and with a quickness 18 charges up the stairs with his palm pressed pressed forward towards you uh and if you do not back up off the stairs he puts his hand on your chest and walks up the stairs with you till you're both out of the cellar door
2: yeah he walks me up and out oh okay whoa whoa okay
0: so, um, uh, let me yeah. explain to Slate what he just witnessed because he has not seen 18 yet. Um, so, uh, the warlock opens the cellar door and maybe takes a step or two down. You hear the call for 18 um, and then several loud stomps uh, followed by a series of fast steps. And then the warlock is being not aggressive, or so, supposed to say aggressively but not harmfully. Uh, yeah. Not maliciously pushed away from the cellar door, and the cellar door is closed by what can only be described as a fucking robot, but actually described as, <laughs> um, uh, jeez, oh um, I want to not just show the picture, but I'll probably end up doing it. Um, actually, Scott, do you know what a, a shield guardian is? By yeah. like by mind, do you know what that looks like? Yeah. Imagine a shield guardian except. All of the wood plates to segment the metal is flesh. So it almost looks like a person whose plate mail has been fused to their body. Whoa. Except. (coughs) Gazantite. Except for the head, which looks notably different. The head looks like uh, a helmet that is full of something, um, except it has a single cyclopean eye that seems to be made of, like, like. Crystal, like the, 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 the iris, uh, I'm going to get my eye anatomy wrong and sound like a total idiot here. Um, you have your pupil, then the iris is the colored part, correct? Correct. Cool. So the iris is like a gemstone where the, the pupil is just, you know, the same. So it doesn't really have a pupil distinct from its iris. I'm having a hard time explaining it, but. Um, imagine like a large, I got you. a large I get the picture Yeah, And it sort of looks at you and holds a finger up Pointing towards you The gauntleted finger flicks up And there is a wand crackling with magical energy As 18 looks to warlock the warlock And then back to the cleric
3: uh, So my initial response is Huh, there's something else you don't see every day
2: Yeah, we're full of surprises um, Alright, 18 Chill out I'm backing
0: up. Well, he's pointing that gauntlet at hand at Slate, not at you. Oh, and he's looking back yeah, to I... you like, "Is this a threat?" Oh,
2: and then, no, no, that's fine. He's fine. I'll make my way in between the gauntlet and Slate. Say everything's gonna, everything's all right. He's with us.
0: Um, then I mean, even at the first moment mention of saying it's fine. I mean, 18's not an animal he's intelligent so the first time you say it's cool he's already lowering his hand and stuffing the wand back into his gauntlet or however that exactly mechanically works Um, and just sort of looks at you and just sort of puts his hands up like this and then points towards the door and then without leaving without stopping facing the rest of the party steps back, opens the door, closes the door and you can hear him trot back down the stairs
2: Message receipt, big guy. Ugh. Turn and look at Slate. Those things creep me out. Like like on on a on a
5: all the way down.
1: Really unsettle me. And it takes a lot to unsettle me. Like on a personal level, right, Garen would say, like putting his hand to his own chest. Yeah. Like I'm really glad it's not just me. I didn't want to say
3: something. (laughs) And so uh, Slate's gonna reply to that and be like you guys spend a week in the deep desert. You'll see weirder
2: stuff than that. We saw some weird stuff in the desert, too. I believe it. Well, was it's a thousand-yard stare. <laughs> yeah.
3: So uh, when can we expect Boomer to come out
2: of there? After that performance, God knows. I have no clue. L. any, any idea of how soon they're going to be I don't finished. want to know. Maybe stitched up. Mm -hmm. All right.
3: Well, I guess we wait. Um, Well, if that's the case, I will take my leave and come back. I'd like to check out that silver fin the merchant was discussing.
1: All right. I'm not going to let the man go alone, Garrett says. Standing up, clapping his hands.
2: I'm going to stay here.
1: You guys
3: have fun. So I'm going to look at Garrett and tell him, you're welcome, company. I appreciate it.
1: He shoot the man's some finger guns And kind of jostle his Albert on his back All right. I'm going to be
3: taken aback by the finger guns I've never seen that before
1: Karen would look at his own hands for a second Like what have I become <laughs> 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 uh, uh,
0: No misappropriation at its finest
3: uh, So with that I'm, I'm gonna, We're going to head out to the Silverfin
0: Cool um, you've seen the signs for it since you've been in town for a couple of days. You know its location. Uh, it's not a long walk, and you guys get there relatively quickly. Um, the store is closed, because it is evening at this, and, and night at this point. Uh, but there is a sign simply saying, closed, will open in the morning. Okay.
3: Um, with that, I'm going to turn to Ger- Garen? Heron. Heron. G- Heron. And say, well, I guess I'll try my luck tomorrow. The
1: store's not going anywhere, so yeah, might as well. All right, with that, um, I head back. All
0: right, sometime during that transit, uh, while it's just um, Valendes and L in the Tinkerer's main uh, stead, Boomer comes up with a Cheshire cat-like grin of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah, describe your excitement for you because
5: I shouldn't do that. Okay, so I'm super stoked. I just saw the coolest thing ever. Like, it's, I mean, not ever. I mean, I've done some pretty cool stuff myself, but it's its top five. I got a little bit of blood on my hands, maybe a spatter of blood on me, but I am stoked. Like, just laughing to myself, like, hey, this is crazy. How about that? Boys. Boys, you just missed the show. No, I didn't.
2: Hell, <laughs> listen. I wasn't you... allowed in.
5: Well, there's a reason for that, but we'll talk about it later. Anyways, this guy, genius. He's got some powers that I didn't even know existed. I can't tell you because you probably wouldn't understand the beginning, but it was pretty cool. Take my word for it. I get
2: you're excited, but there's a lot of condescension coming off you, buddy. I don't know (laughs) how I feel about that.
5: You're right, I'm sorry. So, hey, I'm sorry, I'll explain to you. Do you know how to call a soul back from the dead but not use necromancy? Like, just speak and let it be. No. Yeah, Yeah, that's what happened. Okay. Plus more. Point taken. Alright, cool. Anyways, I got a gun to fix. Y'all want something to eat? I'm hungry. As, as like I'm wiping, like I've got like blood on my hands, and I'm like flipping it all over the place. I'm starving.
2: Uh, you know what? No, I, I'm okay. Um, mm, he's gonna beer burp because that just kind of brought that up, and, and it's just uh, I'm gonna go sit down.
5: And wants to look at that? Like I, I, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. You want something to drink? I got some. Got some little little bit of the old uh, gear crank left. I think it's time for a small celebration. Um, that, maybe after a few days
2: after you wash your hand.
5: This one's clean. <laughs> He'll hold up his other hand. All
2: right, a day.
5: All right, old boy. Well, uh, I'm gonna go finish fixing my gun. L, you all right, buddy? You need something to help settle your stomach? Mm. A seltzer? Mm.
4: He'll be fine. Just give me some time. Maybe a ginger ale. Take hey, a drink,
5: and he'll toss him some deer crank.
4: Mm, Any port in a storm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right.
0: You're gonna, you're gonna make the con check.
4: Sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. there he goes. I got a three plus one is a four. <laughs> All right.
0: So as uh, tradition would dictate, when L drinks gear crank, he takes probably too big of a swig, gets it down, belches a little gout of flame out of his mouth, and immediately falls backwards onto the ground, unconscious.
2: Perfect. <laughs> I'm just gonna shake my head every time.
0: Don't have teleportation magic in this world, but apparently you have a liquid that time travels.
2: Yep. Yelp. <laughs> anyway. Wait,
5: it gives me an idea. I want to make a flux capacitor out of
0: them. You just have a fucking, just like a dumb, like, science gizmo in the back of the cart that just flows with, like, tubes of gear crank. You're like, it really works. We just got to get to 88 miles an hour. <laughs> exactly,
2: miles per hour in the cart. Let's <laughs> do some serious shit. Yeah, we got like,
5: a new goal. My, my new goal is to is to Tokyo drift this thing <laughs> and to, like to make it nitrous.
0: I fucking hate everything Brother you're Friday
5: saying. Like, fast. No, this is over. I'm
0: I'm, I'm quashing this ridiculousness.
5: Anyway, oh, in, in, yeah, I
2: Realizing that he probably forgot something. I Look up, and Val, look up, and say, "Um, oh, by the way, uh, we, we met a cleric." dwarf, and he was looking for us.
5: What kind of looking
2: for us? Like, sent by the Adventurers Guild on our same kind of mission looking for us.
5: Hey, Alright, whatever.
2: His name's Slate. He's kind of a stranger. Geharan <laughs> just went off with him to the store. Probably shouldn't have let them go alone.
5: Well, if he's dead, we know that he, uh, you know. He's a bad guy? Yeah.
2: You are always the smart one.
5: And plus, it's Geharin. If anybody's going to be able to fight this dude, it's him. I, I mean, I'd be worried if we sent L or myself with him. I mean, I only haven't had my gun, and at the moment he says gun, he forgets everything, and he's like, all right, buddy, see you later. And then he's going to walk off, get on a stool, and continue to drink. I don't
2: know if you need any help.
5: I will, buddy. You look nice today. Your hair's, I don't know, compliment. Bye.
0: <laughs> it's uh, around this around this time that the the cellar door opens and 12 and 18 uh leave the cellar. Um and 18 sort of uh stand, walks up to Val and Desk directly in front of you. Um and 12 behind him uh you have I ever said what 12 sounds like when it talks? No. <laughs> um it sort of like makes a series of noises that sound vaguely common. Like it's it's a it's a it's not like Chewbacca and Han. It's it's better than that. Like you you could probably understand what twelve is trying to say, um, if you really tried. But uh, twelve walks up and speaks at you, and like gestures with both hands to eighteen and then back to to Valandess and 18 uh, leans forward and attempts to hug you.
2: I, I haven't gotten up, but I go stiff and I just let it happen. Like, arms down to the side. Yeah. Like, kind of up a little bit at the elbows, like, pat him on the what? arms. Like, All right, big guy. Um, thanks.
0: 18 lets you go and, and during this 12 sort of clacks its wooden palms together lightly and uh, sort of gives a a thumbs up to 18 and 18 gives him 12 a thumbs up back and they both return back to the cellar.
2: Uh, I have a permanent smile grimace with a lot of teeth. It's like, (laughs) "Mm -hmm. I don't... Okay. Alright. That's it, yeah. That's all I got.
0: Yep. (laughs) Uh, not much time passes before uh, the the shopping duo return. Nothing of interest happens on your shopping trip and back.
1: Garen uh, would walk back into the front door and kind of give like a "Hey, how's
0: everybody doing?" Yep. So obviously, uh, Slate and Boomer would probably right. L is unconscious on the floor. Um,
1: oh, is he still on the floor? Yeah. No now Karen is gonna walk up and tut, and then look at everyone and be like, "I can't believe you just left him on the ground." <laughs> and he would attempt to scoop
5: L up and cradle him. I I, I look back and like, do you honestly think I can lift him?
2: And let's be completely honest with ourselves. He did this to himself, um, like he has so many other times. True.
0: Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, uh,
3: I'm actually going to go up to him and uh, try and do a medicine check on him. Okay, go ahead.
0: Hot damn, 24. He is undeniably unconscious due to uh, intoxication from alcohol.
1: Huh. Uh, Karen would look this late and say, Don't worry, he's a bit of a lush. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah I'm, when I, take I don't cramp. have a spell in my arsenal that cure for
1: drunkenness uh, don't worry it's his fault and he deserves it fair enough uh, with he that he would it. kiss El on the forehead <laughs> <laughs> Good night, sweet goodnight my sweet
2: prince.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no dreams now only sleep I love how does cool. El dream of Elven Sheep <laughs> No, I don't want to know what L dreams no,
0: of. L dreams of gilded sheep. L dreams of your mom. <laughs> oh! Oh! That's, fine.
5: mom? That's
1: fine. Karen doesn't remember her anymore. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but, um... Who? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> still holding L, Karen would say. Are we sleeping in the cart, or...
5: Uh... Maybe? There's got to be an inn around here. I will not be sleeping. i got work to do. Boys. By the way,
0: uh, Slate and Boomer, you've seen each other for the first time probably by this point.
5: Yeah. Oh, hey there, old boy. You must be uh, Granite. Uh, I mean, Slate. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And he'll uh, hop down off his little stool and go over and, and shake his hand.
3: Uh, i'll uh, extend my hand and shake it and kind of chuckle and be like yeah you must be banger i mean boomer
5: well your mom calls me banger but no no, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) boomer would say it's like ah ah, you got me old boy anyways uh uh, and then whoever she'll say it's good to to see you you know welcome to the welcome to to the to the band of adventures uh i'm boomer you know and if you ever want something stronger to drink than piss ale, uh, I, I got you covered. Oh, also, this handshake is squishy. Oh, yeah, my handshake is squishy. It's got blood and stuff all over it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, um, Slate's not phased by the blood, Ooh. being a mercenary from the desert. Right. He's just going to shake your hand, uh, take everything that you said, and be like, I'll keep that in mind. Based on this uh, group of adventurers, I may need it.
5: Yeah, we all need it. Anyway, see it, Then he's going to go back and continue working. Also, quick question. Sure. I'll
0: talk to you when he wakes up. Never mind. Oh. All right. Um, so what do you guys end up doing for rest? rest? Uh, I'm going to look for an inn. Okay. There are several. Um, although it will be pointed out to the party that uh, upon looking for a place to stay that the Tinkerer reminds you all that you already paid him to sleep in his upstairs.
4: That uh, from everybody?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot
3: a, about that. Slate's going to point to himself and say, oh, I never paid for
0: it. Uh, the Tinkerer sort of sh- shies away and says, please, my home might not be the coziest of stays, but I've been given a... A recent wealth by your compatriots, and I would gladly extend, extend their, my kindnesses to you. If you are all in the same company, of course.
3: Well, if that's the case, I refuse to refuse hospitality. Thank you kindly.
0: Well then, before anyone becomes too tired, I will make sure that the upstairs is presentable enough and uh, roomy enough for such a host. And he takes a set again, sort of finishes his tea, and heads upstairs to do precisely that. Uh, It's not long before he returns and says that the room is fit for your amount of people to rest.
3: Uh, So when I see him come down, I'm going to turn to everybody and say, well, it was nice meeting you all. I think we're going to work well together, but I need my rest, so I'm going to head up.
4: Uh, Yep, nice meeting you. Good night. Good night. All right. Just let me know when when L is woken up. Uh, the morning.
2: Yeah, well, Garen's gonna Garen's gonna tuck him in. About uh, what time are we are we at right now? What time is it?
0: Let's call it mid to late night. Like not midnight, but
2: like it's getting late.
0: Yeah, it's getting on.
2: Well, but I'll, I'll shrug and say, "All right, I'm turning in." Pass out. Well, so
3: does Valon come up like shortly after I do? Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to let you know. Is this all one room, Jakon?
0: Yeah, it's a single room with uh, a hodgepodge of cots and mattresses making the beds.
3: Okay. So um, Valon, when you come up, I'm just going to let you know that if you came up a couple seconds after me, I've already taken off my armor and I'm actually on bended knees uh, and my head to the ground praying Which you can see is like praying, just to let you know.
2: As soon as I round the corner and see you, like, bend a knee praying, I'm going to stop and, like, sneak quiet, as quiet as I can around you, and lay down, like, trying to be, for the most part, respectful. I just met you.
3: Right. And so, uh, you know, I get up out, out of my prayer. I nod to you, like, respectfully, knowing that you were courteous, and then I also go to bed. I'm, I so. imagine
0: at some point Geharan drag or carries L up and tucks him in.
1: <laughs> well the yeah, race... he's, he's like really, really gentle with him, almost like he's feeling guilty about something.
5: <laughs> <laughs> how, how weird. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh
0: so the rest of the night is pretty uneventful. Um Boomer, you said you're not sleeping at all?
5: Oh no, I want to stay up and continue to work on my gun. Okay. Like that's that gun's a part of me and it's yeah. not there.
0: Well, bear in mind you had already put a couple of days of work on it on the road, so you imagine if you stayed at it, you'd probably finish it midday the next day.
5: Yep. That sounds good.
0: So work through the night and then to half the day. Yep. Um <clears throat> However, uh your um. Your work is uh only interrupted once, relatively early into the morning, like maybe four or four thirty a.m. Um, and anyone who is asleep upstairs may make uh a p- perception check at disadvantage to wake up if they want to. They can, of can course, attempt to stay asleep.
3: Can we use passive perception?
0: uh sure I
1: don't okay I don't think a 10 wakes me up I
2: got the same I rolled a 10
0: so what's Uh, your my my
3: passive perception 17
0: okay uh so you hear what is undeniably cheering in the in the distance do you want to stir or stay I'll stir okay so you can hear a, a voice shouting downstairs I've done it. 20 is complete and he is immaculate. Uh, Boomer hears this a lot more intimately as uh, Roderick kicks the door open from the cellar. And uh, standing behind him can be only easily described as a chiseled and very dashing looking man wearing very little clothes. Um... Like, a, like just more than a speedo or like maybe like boxer shorts almost, uh, but is bound in muscle, like almost like a bodybuilder. Uh, and, but all of his muscles are plated in these lengths of metal. Uh, and it seems like there are joints around his wrists. Um, and uh, still sort of caked in dried, at different stages of blood up to his elbows. Uh, he runs, R- Roderick runs to you and says, my friend, I have completed him.
5: Look at him. He's immaculate. Uh, going to jump off a stool back. Like, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. And he's going to run up to him and just like all over, just like be checking him out. Be like, uh, and awing and- yeah,
0: 20, um, standing there sort of sm- like has a very, um, emotable face. Uh, although his lips seem to be shut um, because the vast majority of his head is metal as well. But he sort of like smiles widely and like kneels down and like flexes in front of you a couple of times. And in these different flexes, you can see like a blade stick out between some of the plates or and then like he does like this one and all of the metal on his body like sprouts spikes for a moment. Um, you know he does a couple of other flexes where like a, a sword sticks out of his elbow and he grabs it with the other arm and like holds it up and then like slides it back in like every part of him is a sheath or something.
5: Nice. And I'll look over to uh, Rodrick and be like, uh, does this uh, does twenty talk or is he like uh, eighteen where he, he gets you with you through mine?
0: Uh, he sort of looks and gestures to twenty, who. Uh, takes one of his hands and, like, pulls the metal plates up and reveals, like, just to hear. And you can see a pair of of lips that say, Yes, hello, my friend. His voice is very deep. Yes, hello, my little friend. My master has told me much of you. And lifts the plates back down.
5: I guess I was there when you were born again, and I have to say it is a pleasure to meet you. You uh, are uh, an immaculate piece of machine, magic. You're, you're just real awesome,
0: man. Um, He sort of lifts the plates again to speak and goes, Master Roderick has referred to me as unique in my second life, and I take that with great gusto. And as he li- lowers the plates, he like looks over to Roderick, who nods. He nods back and just goes, knock. and the thumb
5: clack makes
0: like an audible clang. Oh,
5: man. I'm gunning so hard. I like (laughs) my thumbs might break.
0: (laughs) I imagine at some point during this exchange, slate is probably coming down the stairs since you said you stirred.
3: I did, and so uh, as I make my way downstairs, I I get a picture of twenty, and I say audibly enough for everyone can so everyone can hear it. How many times am I going to see something I don't expect to see in this town?
0: Roderick looks over to you and goes without look without breaking eyesight from you. Um, yeah. says to Boomer with like almost like moving his lips to the side of his face towards Boomer, goes, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> uh, Boomer will lean in and be like,
5: "He's one of the new party members. Someone else sent him, but he seems okay."
0: Immediately, his demeanor shifts, and he steps over towards you hand extended the whole way, and goes, Ah, well then, it is a desirable pleasure for me to finally meet you, new person. My name is Roderick the Pitless. You may call me... And so... Oh, please.
3: Oh, uh, so I extend my hand, uh, shake it, and go, I'm asleep. It's good to meet you.
0: Uh, he shakes your hand quite vigorously, although not very strongly, for a halfling of his size. Um, and, uh sort of looks at his state of attire. He looks uh, in a a clothing that is very scholarly, like very, you know, long Mm -hmm. coat, um, long sleeves that have been, you know, rolled up pretty slipshodly to his upper arms. uh, Has no real hat or anything necessarily, except for what would be acceptable to stay warm in this part of the world. But uh, he looks very bookish overall, uh, but has no clear, like, tome or anything on his person, so you don't size him up for a wizard right away.
3: Right. So actually, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to look him in the eye and say, are you some kind of doctor?
0: It, ooh, he sort of, like, makes this, like, he's, like, saying a sentence with just moving his lips. Then he sort of, like, turns back to Boomer and goes, that is a good way of putting it.
3: Uh, oh, and what's uh, this you got here? Is that a person?
0: Oh, Behold, my latest of many, 20. Uh, this being known as 20 sort of approaches you and like sort of bravadoly stands next to Roger, clearly very protective of him, but not aggressive. Mm-hmm. And he slaps his hand on the metal that twangs ever so gently and he goes, 20 is alive again. And I did that.
3: It, is there a person in there?
0: Oh, um. Hmm. It's... yes no uh, can he talk he sort of like gestures up to 20 like very proudly uh, he seems very high off of this achievement uh, <laughs> then again you know 20 sort of lifts the plates by hand uh, revealing his, his face or just his lower jaw I guess both his jaws really uh, and says yes master Roderick has returned me to life
3: uh, so I'm going to look at Roderick and be like, uh, not any offense, but I'm not convinced that there's not some kind of evil spirit in there. Do you mind if I do a test?
0: Oh, uh, well, it has been a while since this has happened, so if you would let me fetch, uh, 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 um, papyrus and take notes with your findings, I may absolutely condone this kind of research.
3: Uh... Yeah, research. That sounds right. Go get the papyrus.
0: Uh, and he just sort of, you know, goes back down to the cellar. Eighteen and twelve have come up at this point. Uh, you've seen eighteen before, and then twelve. Um, hmm. Think, uh, and and I hate again using a model to describe <coughs> what I thought was a relatively unique being at a relatively unique being at its inception. Um, imagine Groot. Except uh less physical features on the face um, and uh it's almost like it's a series of wooden plates on an exos like as an exoskeleton rather than like a being made entirely of wood
3: got it uh when I see twelve I'm not phased at all in fact, I've kind of come to expect this
0: you know type of thing around here and uh twelve sort of. Grabs at its own forearm, pulls uh, the wooden plates off or up as, with a hinge, and there's a roll of papyrus in his forearm because of, <laughs> of course, there, course is. there is. Sort of pulls a, a length and looks at Roderick, who's like more. Pulls that a little more and then you know tears it and hands it to Roderick, who he then you know closes his forearm. Uh, and Roderick pulls a hard surface from somewhere in a tinkerer shop and uh, begins to be ready to write and goes. You may proceed.
3: All right. Um, so I approach 20 and start walking around him and, and examine him thoroughly. And then I, um, nonviolently or non-provokingly pull out my mace and activate its light ability. Okay. And pretend to do something scientific. It's pretty obvious that I'm nervous and it looks like I kind of don't know what I'm doing. And sure. then, uh, I come to the front of 20 and I say, 20, can I ask you a question? It nods. Why do paladins prefer chainmail?
0: Seems curious, uh, unsure, and then lifts the plates and says, Early warning system?
3: Because it's holy armor.
0: It smiles, <laughs> uh, and you can see its like chest rise and fall, like it's trying to chuckle, but no actual laughter comes out.
3: All right. Uh, I turn to the doctor after I give twenty a smirk and a wink, and I say, "It passes the
0: test. No demon finds that joke funny." Fascinating. He wrote the whole thing. Like you were like <laughs> you're like I thought what I did was pretty bare bones, but he has like half of the papyrus filled with scratchings.
3: Uh, that's that's it i kind of like stand next to boomer and say impressive doc uh i think i'm gonna head back to bed now apologize for disturbing y'all
0: uh, and, uh roderick goes oh i i probably was quite loud please find rest
3: and then i'll just nod and then head upstairs
0: all right uh i'm sure you find sleep rather quickly again um boomer do you have any interactions with roderick
5: Uh, I'm just going to, uh, I kind of just want to celebrate with him, but I know I got work to do. Uh, I'm going to be like, uh, how about we celebrate with a drink, old boy? Uh,
0: Roderick smiles and says, yes, this is an appropriate time for imbibing of things that deter progress.
5: Uh, and then I'm not going to pull out the gear crank, but I do, I get a little bit of shine. Sure. And then I just pull it out, and uh, from the my back I'm holding like the the big huge bottle, and uh, hand it over to him. I'll take a swig, and then I'll hand it over to him.
0: Very good. Uh, he takes a, a gulp or two, and sort of like, <laughs> uh, and goes, "That is delightful."
5: Hey, thanks, man. Made it myself. Uh, I'm going to try to offer 20 and 18
0: and 12 some if they can take it. His eyes open uh, and flip the papyrus over and nod to the the three <laughs> beings who shrug and in turn of numbers lower to taller, uh, take a swig as best as their form allows uh, of this concoction. You see 12 opens the front plate of his chest revealing the jar that his soul resides in and just like pours some in and then
4: <laughs>
0: <Nice>. <laughs> and, <laughs> and hands it over to 18 who, you know, like plugs it into like one of the plates plate spaces uh, and then hands it to 20. Who's able to actually drink it uh, most directly. And uh, Roger says, well, what? And 12, like, shrugs. 19 seems to be a. Uh, 18 is kind of personified with very um, robotic movements, maybe because of just his construction, but uh, seems to almost have a, a, a minor sway that lends to more realistic movement. Uh, whereas 20 shakes his head and goes, I can. and lifts the plates and says, I can feel it within me, and I can taste it on my tongue. But no effect.
5: All right, well, happy birthday. Uh, that was some good work. I'm amazed, and uh, Roger, that was truly something to behold. Uh, I didn't know what I was getting into, but I'm glad that I was there to see it, and I appreciate it greatly that you'd let me watch.
0: Roderick nods a time or two and takes a swig of the shine before he hands it back to you, and then sort of points to the sky and begins to fall over, to which uh, 12 is the fastest of the three to catch him.
5: Gotcha. Like, well, time for you to go to sleep, old boy. I'm gonna get back to work. And i will go get back to work.
0: Uh, you, you see that 18 and 20 seem to take it upon themselves to stand guard at the door of the Tinkerer's house, whereas 12 brings uh, Roderick up to bed, much like Geharan brought El. And, uh, alright. So, it's morning. caw caw um, Everyone sort of stirs, I imagine, at one point or another. And you all have a full day ahead of you.
1: Yup, uh, Garen's gonna rise and shine and kind of stretch and, uh, stand up, put his hands on his back and lean back and, uh, look around and if it's not too early, he'll, oh boy, right out of there like it's Christmas.
0: Okay, you go downstairs and you fucking see, uh, 20 standing next to 18 at the front door. They seem to be conversing, although without words.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's gonna make that sound and, like, stop and... Kind of like, uh, is anyone else around? He's going to look around for anyone else.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, just Boomer working on his gun.
1: Hey. Uh, he's, just, he's just going to point at it and look at Boomer. Yeah, that's
5: 20. Uh, he, it's his birthday. Tell him happy birthday.
0: 20 waves.
5: Happy birthday. Karen's going to say,
1: putting both his hands together and kind of pushing them out towards him. Um. He's not super comfortable, because I, I'm picturing it as kind of like Rocky from Rocky Horror Picture Show, but with metal yeah, on him. Yeah,
0: and bigger. Like, yeah. overall bigger.
1: And it's the greatest thing I could think of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, He's then going to snap his fingers because he realizes he forgot to wake up Balan and run back upstairs to shake <laughs> him awake.
0: Alan, <laughs> you awakened to Geharan shaking you.
2: Oh,
1: God. <laughs> Big lizard man. Alright, fine. Hi. Yeah, good morning. We have an errand, he says. Okay. Alright, well let's let's go. Yeah, he's already out th- he's already leaving.
2: Um <laughs> You
0: hear you hear twelve grunt some sort of noise towards you, Geharan, as you leave. Uh he
1: stops and, and looks at him.
0: Uh get twelve then points down to uh Roderick and sort of gestures is, is like, do you, do I need to wake him up?
1: I don't think so. Um, we should be fine. Did he have any more business with the blacksmith?
0: Twelve nods. Then yes. Twelve sort of like uh, takes off his left pinky uh, and then like reveals that the it's a syringe and stabs. Roderick with it. uh, To which Roderick wakes up. Yes, what? Of course, and hands it back to Twelve.
1: I am just always made more uncomfortable by you.
5: (laughs)
0: Well, that's fair. I'm uncomfortable with you. You're three times my size. I mean,
1: no. Please don't take it as an insult. It's you're just so new to me.
0: That's entirely fair.
1: Uh, We're going to the blacksmith. Uh, Your friend said you had some business there as well?
0: Oh, yes. Is it the next day or the day after that? I can't tell.
1: Uh, Well, it's the day after yesterday, which is today.
0: That is correct, although does not tell me what day it is in recollection to when I fell asleep. Rubbing his eyes,
1: it's it's the next day. No, says this is the next day. Oh yesterday this was tomorrow but now it's today
0: yes you keep telling me things I know
1: <laughs> okay uh, I'm leaving Garen says right. he's it's pretty much Christmas for him right now Yes. Yeah. excited
0: well 12 slings Roderick over its shoulder and walks down the stairs with you shh uh, Valen, oh. you can see that Roderick is opening the compartment in the back of 12 who and then grabs like some food that's stored in there and sort of starts to munch on some like bread.
2: Just shaking my head and like, you've really got the life, don't you?
0: He sort of shrugs a little and smiles as he munches this biscuit or whatever.
2: What did he inject you with? Oh, 12?
0: And at this point, you're, he leaves sight down the stairs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright Well I'm following them and am going with them To the blacksmith
0: Okay uh, You see 20 By the time you leave the house Oh Ooh, Big one
2: Another big one Good job
5: ber- That's uh. 20 It's his birthday Tell him happy birthday 20 waves
2: oh, no. <laughs> uh, Alright Hi Happy birthday <laughs> Like just it takes the I take the longest way around him to get out the door. <laughs> right.
0: All right. So you guys are on the street.
1: Um, Garen is uh, kind of just gonna kind of be whistling as he walks and uh, look to Valen and say, "Do you think they'll notice?"
2: I think one person's gonna notice in particular, and then we're both gonna have a lot of explaining to do.
1: I don't think a lot of explaining. It's actually rather self explanatory.
2: I think by this. It's, it's the motive, really.
0: <laughs> I think it's at this point you guys sort of make your way on and chitter chat this further. Uh, Slate and uh, L, I imagine, rouse thyselves after all the hustle through the room.
4: Oh, uh, um, yeah, probably. Uh,
3: uh, so I wake up and. I uh, unroll a very small mat and assume the position of prayer again.
0: Okay. How's that feeling? feeling? Uh, fine. That's good. No exhaustion. Your body might be getting accustomed to that, which is scary.
5: Hmm. <laughs> That's just a push. Whatever. We don't know the side effects of gear crank, like the long-term side effects. <laughs> You might, you might get magic cancer or
1: something
5: oh my God.
0: Or, or you know contract vulnerability to fire who knows
5: you've got oh. astral AIDS
1: <laughs> 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 poof Whale, right. extra
5: um, planar cancer
1: <laughs>
0: Morgan Kaiden's magnificent malaria
5: alright we have to stop now it's time to stop <laughs>
2: It's a time to stop. Tiding leukemia. Right, uh, that was too far. That's
0: too far. <laughs> All right, so Jeez. you two, you two, wake up. Uh. Oh, Al, as you sort uh, of cool. lean up, you find that there's a full water skin on your
4: stomach. Nice. Somebody's, somebody's thinking about me. I'll, uh drains that. It, it feels good. <laughs> um, and gosh, Gorsh, uh, he's gonna,
0: uh, he doesn't really have any business.
4: What, uh, how long do we have? Do we have until the ship leaves? Uh, it leaves next morning. Okay. Next morning. Cool. Um, Turns to Slate and says, Oh, we're we the last ones. Uh, Slate gets up, up from his prayer, looks out
3: in the eye, and says, Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone's already gone. Well, it's
4: nice of them to wait for us. They had things to do, I suppose. Yes, shopping or whatever. Oh, I need. Do you suppose a town like this one has coffee? I could use a coffee.
3: You know, we were at an inn last night that looked like it had a very uh, assortment of accoutrements. Well, leave me
4: there. I'll see if they have decent beverages. Uh,
3: if it's all the same to you, I'll take you there, but then I gotta make a stop at the uh, Silverfin shop. Sure. Whatever. Uh, so then I'm gonna start... Head- I'm gonna roll up the small mat that I was praying on, mm-hmm. and... Uh,
0: head out the door without okay uh, as you guys come downstairs
4: L-U-C-20 he doesn't vomit because he doesn't have the <laughs> vomit in him
5: <laughs> L that's 20 it's his birthday tell him happy birthday 20 waves oh. also yeah, here yeah. I gotta ask you something
4: there was nothing happy about your birth
5: there <laughs> was I was there What do you need to ask me? Come come here. I can't come over there. I'm working. I got my fingers all in stuff. Come
4: here. L wanders over to him. I got
5: my
0: fingers all in stuff.
5: Yeah, My fingers all in stuff. I'm working. Hey. uh, Lean down here real quick. He obliges. Hey man, uh listen, I hate to do this. You know, me and you are friends and you know I'm a little strapped for cash right now and I needed to make some uh some stuff on the on the cart. I wanted to make it bigger, maybe get the supplies and do it while we were on ship. I don't know. Have us some room in there while we're so we're not all cramped together. Maybe make another make a couple other uh you know improvements on it, but uh I was wondering if I could take a small loan out, and I'll pay it back once we get paid for this job. Or if I come into some cash. How What? How? how much are you talking about? I don't know, man. Uh, I thought we could make that trip together later on in the day. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I'll it's, give you your own bunk and stuff. It, it'll be nice. If you can promise me private
4: quarters, I will finance whatever project you think you need.
5: Oh, damn. I guarantee it. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be but I can make you like a small door slash, you know, where people won't bother you. Any amount of,
4: of visibility blockage between me and the rest of the rabble would be
5: most appreciated. I got you, but hey, one more thing. Remember when you're talking about the rest of the rabble, We're your friends, man. Yes, I don't mean that in a bad way. Oh, well, you know, some people, you know, take it a bad way. Just saying, just something, just food for thought. Not all of us have been treated kindly by the upper upper echelon of the world. So, just sometimes remember that old boy, all right? I appreciate you, go get whatever you need to get. Until 20th, happy birthday. Certainly. I'll, I'll come
4: back and apologize once I have fully awoken. Any that's why man. remember twentieth birthday. You can't make me be nice to that thing.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be nice to everyone else, damn it, but not that thing.
4: <laughs> I got you, old boy. Have a good one Bye. Thank you, friend. Please. Strides out.
5: It's late it's twenty it's twentieth first birthday. <laughs> Say happy birthday. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, should we get going
3: now?
4: Hell, <laughs> do you think we should get going? Yes, please. Lead the way. Alright,
0: uh, so I'm leading the way. Okay. Uh, so, you guys leave and make your way on out. Um, and it's about this time that the other party has already been at the bar, the blacksmith a little bit. So, you, ties, you two reach, uh, I guess you three, four, uh, have reached the blacksmith. Um, and the blacksmith... Uh, greets you all, uh, opens the door that is clearly says the word closed on the sign, opens it and welcomes you all in. Uh, yeah. To which um, Roderick immediately digs around in his pouch and, and holds up as many platinums as his two small hands can hold and hands it to him and goes, thank you very much for your raw materials. You have brought a wonderful thing into this world. <clears throat> Blacksmith sort of nods and puts this no small sum of coin in his apron and nods and then uh, looks to the um, <clears throat> fighter and goes, sir, I have completed your order.
1: And I have your tools, Garen says, holding it up with a wide smile on his face.
0: Thank you very much. And he takes the, the tongs back from you and... Sort of points you towards the large wooden mannequin that is currently holding what was promised, the full plate that you've desired.
1: Uh, Karen's going to clap, actually clap, and then um, walk over to the gear and look it over and kind of inspect it and run his hands along it.
0: The Laxman says, I would gladly be honored to fit you with it for your first time, should you desire I would to wear it.
1: Love that. He'd say, right. smiling.
0: So he helps you don the armor rather quickly. Uh, it fits like a fucking glove.
1: Garen's going to kind of clench his arms and kind of, hands rather, and like pull his arms in and make various incredibly masculine poses as he ties out the feel of the armor.
0: Yeah, very, mo- very mobile, uh, lots of movement despite it being full plate. Um, and it's uh, exactly what you wanted.
1: Uh, he'd look to Valen and say, "How do I look?
2: Shiny, very, very shiny, and just absolutely
1: wondering why you woke me up." In this. Bob, I figured you'd want your stuff too. <laughs> I I got my stuff, man. I have I have I have all my stuff. I forgot that he'd say in his excitement. <laughs>
2: You, you look wonderful. Fallon <laughs> says through closed eyes. His eyes are closed, just like I'm trying to get through this.
1: <laughs> yeah, good, you look great. Thank you. He'd say. Um,
0: so the, in. the blacksmith continues. Do I? Do we have any more business, my friends?
1: Oh no. No, not like, anything more that I would dare. I don't think so. You uh, enjoy your vacation, sir. Thank you.
0: Gladly. Thank you very much for your patronage. All right. And your uh, time off. He nods and smiles widely. Um, you guys leave, and almost as if the fates align such a thing, uh, the moment you walk outside the blacksmith's door, you are within less than ten feet of Slate and L. Uh, Slate and L, you see the rest of your party. Uh, except for Boomer um, stepping out of the blacksmiths, and Geharan is in a very nice set of plate mail.
2: That was a very nice set of plate mail.
1: You had to wake me up. I did, he'd say, looking to Valen. Okay. Thank you, he'd say, to L. Not addressing anything else. I'm really happy with how it fits. Wow. L gives it a very appreciative... Look over. Would you like
4: to it's, make an appraise? It's even fashionable. Sure, it is.
1: It's an appraise? It's it nice bluish oil.
0: Isn't appraise a thing still?
1: No. Mm-hmm. I mean like... Investigation.
0: It's a something, i am tell you that. Tell you what? Investigation, maybe? Yeah, I'm fine with it being an investigation.
4: Right. Uh, 23?
0: You know that that plate mail that he's wearing could have cost him no less than two grand.
4: Hmm. That's a wise investment there, my friend.
1: Thank you. As a... I'm sure we've joked about in the past, uh, anything that keeps the enemies far away from you is a good investment, I've been told. That is the case,
4: says L, a master of deception.
1: Garen <laughs> is not. And he's smiling still. How did you how did you afford this? funny, you should ask.
2: that he Valen is doing his best slight walk away as if to distance himself without being obvious.
1: Um. I might have borrowed a little money.
4: Did you now?
1: Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, you yeah. said it did was mine. Did anyone fine. else care
4: to borrow any money from me without... I did
1: ask. You said it was fine.
5: Hmm.
1: You don't remember after Boomer injected you with gear crank?
4: Did I say it was fine, or did I mumble something, or did I not respond? I heard it was fine.
1: Hmm. But I didn't think it would be fair to just take that money from you. So as soon as we all live through this adventure... You are more than welcome to the share from my earnings.
4: Well, seeing as how this armor protecting you does protect me in a sort of second-hand sort of way, I suppose it's a worthy investment. It is. Do you remember when there was a monk beating the
1: shit out of me? I do. And not you? (laughs)
4: <laughs> yes, well uh, It's not the craziest thing you could have done And I suppose I should have expected it even worse When I was handing out bags of cash So Do you
1: want the rest of my approval or forgiveness or whatever? This is fine <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page, he says, looking rather pleased with himself. Also slightly play. apologetic. Yeah,
4: well, I can't get mad at someone spending cash on fashion.
2: It's just good sense. At he that, I would jump up and then say, then you have to look at this. And whip out the, the tiger's eye and hold it up in front of him. Look at it. It's
0: beautiful. Which sword are you showing him?
2: The tiger's eye that I bought with this
0: would you like to describe the sword since you're yep, making it, the sale it is a,
2: it is a gorgeous uh, magical sword it has a, a tiger's eye gem mounted in the, uh, the hilt of it at the crosspiece, right yeah or at the bottom okay yeah the cross piece um, and the scabbard's all ornate and matches the, the ornateness of the uh, the handle and the cross piece and all of it just a beautiful short sword.
4: Can I appraise that and see how much it costs? Uh-huh. <laughs> I did not get as well that time. That is a seven. Um can you remind
0: me how much you paid for it? Um uh, I wanna say it was a grand, but I'm not sure.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, it was a grand, even grand.
0: Okay. You know we spent more than five hundred for it, but you can't be sure past that point.
2: That looks expensive, not as expensive as you would think. You know my silver tongue and me. I bartered quite a while. It down to a very, very reasonable price. Uh, it was very well,
4: reasonable. Garen says to reinforce that. So long as you didn't spend more than five hundred on it.
1: Well, it <laughs>
2: might have been a little more than that.
1: Garen makes like a. Pinching motion with his finger. He's beautiful.
4: <laughs> you know what? This is just too much headache. Whatever amount you have left in your bags, it's yours. I don't even want it back anymore. It's not worth the bookkeeping or this odd, petty ownership. Just spend it on something that's worthwhile.
1: I shout 50-50 over my shoulder. Um, Garen touches the bag at his waist. 50-50? Sure. Alright. Good. I'll give it to you later.
0: You gotta feel for Slate in this. Like, <laughs> he's supposed to trust these people, and they are actively revealing their, like, chronic distrust in one another. <laughs>
1: It's been a rough time. We're doing pretty good. This is this is healing moments. <laughs> yeah. Ice ice, yeah. ice Mountain was yeah. not good for the party. Oh, Ice Mountain. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, I think with you guys sort of uh, either collectively going to the bar for coffee or imbibing, uh, I think we'll end it there for the night. It's getting rather on. So, uh, once again, thank you all for joining us for Dungeons & Dragons. I am, have been, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. We have our wonderful party that we've had tonight, introducing and and concluding for, first for us this evening, our cleric... Slate the Dwarf. ...who isn't quite sure what he's seen for the first time. Our fighter...
1: Uh, hey, it's Jeff playing Aaron. Y'all have a good
0: night. Freshly clad in the hottest plates. Our warlock.
1: Hey, it's
2: Jesse playing Valendez. Well, everybody have a good night. Who is
0: still holding up his sword going, eh? eh? Huh? Huh? Our artificer.
5: Hey, y'all, it's Dylan playing Boomer. Y'all have a good night.
0: Who is so close to being full again. And it's lastly, our bard.
4: Uh, it's... Austin Playo oh.
0: who just can't be bothered to be the fucking team bank anymore. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Have a nice night. Good night everyone.
3: Night y'all. Good night. Good night. Good night.